the gift she is to us, the gift that you've given her to, uh, to unveil your word, uh, both to children and adults. We pray for your blessing and your favor on this time, both in her delivery and in our capacity to receive and hear today. And we give this time to you as we prepare to break bread together a little bit later. In Jesus' name, amen. My mic on and in a good place. Can you hear me? Is that happening yet? Can you hear me with this microphone yet? There we go. Okay, great. So we're going to be talking about Advent today and the first Sunday of Advent, but I brought some friends to help me talk about that. These are some guys from one of my very favorite movies, Inside Out. Has anybody ever watched the movie Inside Out? Okay, so. I thought we'd do something a little different with our mats today because it's, um, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be distracting with the mats during the advent candle. I'm so sorry. I was just trying to get them ready here because in the movie Inside Out, it all takes place inside the mind of a little girl. And we learn all about her feelings, this little girl named Riley. And in the movie Inside Out, all of Riley's memories are like these circles. Pretend today that our mats were a, a memory, a special colored memory. So if you, everybody who's small who wants to come sit up front, we're going to actually watch a couple of little clips from the movie today. And we're going to the advent wreath and all this awesome stuff around. So if you want to come and choose a color, choose a colored mat and come and sit down, you totally can. Is this the one that you want? So we'll have a minute here. So come on up. Find a good spot to sit, and it's okay if we take a minute and give yourself space. Don't make yourself too close to your neighbor. Give yourself a little space from your neighbor. Drawing by anonymous. Oh, I love it. Gordy, can you pass me my binder, my pink binder? Thank you. Okay. And if you missed the color that you really want, we can try and work it out. Did you miss the color you really wanted? I don't think so. No? Just not sure? Okay, make sure you have space. Make sure you have space. Okay. Great. Alrighty. So today, oh, wait a second. First of all, I just have to say a big thank you to Amy and Samantha and Jocelyn and Pax and Sarah. Thank you for making me this beautiful card. I had surgery in October, and when I was getting better, I got this card in the mail from all of you saying that you were thinking about me. Thank you for making this for me, Dorothy. I know it was really special to you. If you want to have a turn to have it back at your house, you can too, because I heard you loved it a lot. So I had a turn with it at my house. If you, I'll put it here, and if you decide you want to have a turn with it at your house, you can do that. But thank you so much, preschoolers, for thinking of me. That was just awesome. So we're, gonna, we're celebrating Advent. It's the first Sunday of Advent. Yes, yes. Candy. Can, candy? What? I didn't bring any candy. Nobody told me that Advent meant candy. What I want to know is, what does the word Advent mean? Does anybody know? Advent does not mean candy. What does it mean? What do you, Evangeline, I like how you put your hand up. What does it mean? Emptying down? Counting down. Sort. No, it doesn't mean that. Here, we have kind of a clue. 
we have a clue. Okay, look, sometimes if I don't know what a word means, I like to see how it's used in a sentence. So this song that we sing during Advent, they use that, the, the writer uses, Oh, come, O oh day spring, that's a word they're using for God. Come and cheer our spirits by your Advent here. Any more guesses? What do you think, bud? Celebrating God, yeah, Advent's definitely about celebrating God, but can anybody guess what the word Advent actually means? What do you think, Tor? Coming, yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, that's what it means. The word Advent means coming. I'm feeding back, should I stop, should, are we okay? I mean, sorry, it's obvious that I am. I just wonder if I should do anything about it. Move my microphone much closer, thank you. Great, okay, so Advent means coming. So how, so, oh, I, I gave one away. I was going to ask you, and then I forgot I was going to ask you this question before I flipped the picture. So this is an easy one. So when we think about Jesus coming, what's thing, one thing we think about? Okay, yes, what do you say, Bob? The baby in the baby. Yes, who's that baby? Jesus. 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 Yes, so we're counting down to the celebration of Jesus' birth, right? Which is, of course, what we celebrate on Christmas. But if I said to you, like, for example, we pray in our church almost every Sunday. We say, come Holy Spirit. Or we say, come Lord Jesus, come. Does that mean that we're waiting for another baby to be born in a manger again that Sunday? Do we think there's no. going to be babies every manger? No. Okay, what does that mean? If we say, come Jesus, come right now. Like, come be with us? Yeah, like, be with us. Like, if you say, come be with me right now, Jesus, how would you feel that? What would that mean? Amy, what do you think it means? If I say, Jesus, come and be with me right now, what does it mean? Oh, yes, sorry, Eleanor. Yes, Eleanor and Amy, who are one right now. What does it mean if we say, Jesus, come be with me right now? For the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be with you. This was the best picture I could find. I found some very cheesy pictures trying to do an example of what it means for Jesus to come be with us right now. But I thought this was pretty good. It was God putting Holy Spirit in the heart of this little girl. So when we talk about coming, we mean like when Jesus came when he was a baby. And we mean Jesus coming right now. And we also, we think what? Jesus is actually going to come back. We really believe that. People that are followers of Jesus think he's going to come back. Now, all different artists have done pictures of all different ways of how we think this is going to mean. I don't know if this is how it's going to look, but I liked that there were people coming up out of their graves in this picture. I liked that there was a city. I liked that there was a rainbow. The Bible says there's going to be trumpets. But when we talk about Advent and we talk about coming... There's that magic number again, three. We have that a lot in our faith, don't we? Yeah. So there's that magic number again. So Jesus has come. He's coming all the time. And he's going to come again. So what are some of the things that when we celebrate Advent, has anybody noticed anything different at church today? So what's one thing? Somebody who hasn't said something yet. Sophia, what did you notice at church? There, this special thing right here. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Oh, 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 Miss Samantha, what did you notice that was different at church? <coughs> decorations, yes, very special decorations. Judah, what did you notice? I noticed 
You noticed there were candy canes. I guess Advent does mean candy. Amy, did you have something? Or Eleanor, what did you notice, Amy? <laughs> cookies. Cookies, cookies were here. Did you guys, anybody notice? What did you, Nivea, what did you notice that was different today? I know there was oranges. There's oranges. Uh-huh, baby oranges. Yeah, baby oranges. When Papa Gordy was praying before church, he said, man, like, Jesus, let's celebrate this coming. We will feel you're coming through everything all around us. And you know, in the prayer, he mentioned the snacks. He was like, even the snacks are showing the presence of God. What did you notice, Judah? Yes, there's some toys. I brought that today, too. Let's talk for a second about this. Sorry, should I just go away from this mic? What should I do? Okay. Um, let's talk about this special thing here. Does anybody know what this guy's called? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Tor, you hadn't said a whole bunch of it. Yeah, what's it called? Do you know? An advent wreath. Yeah, some people actually call it an advent crown. And... This is a tradition that happens throughout the Christian church in a whole bunch of different ways. Sometimes you can find different colors in different places. They actually became really popular in the 1960s because there was this British television show called Blue Peter. I even looked it up. Shout out to Blue Peter from Lynn O'Hara over there. And, and it's pretty special. There's the green on it shows us that Jesus is like an evergreen tree, so always living, never dying, and the pine cones on it are, show us that there's life. And there's some, some candles, and we have a theme every week. What were you going to say about the Advent wreath, Amy? Oh, what did you notice? Something different? Okay, something like And so we actually have, a, every candle has a special theme. And so different churches do this different ways, but the way a lot of Christian churches do it, and we're going to do too, is that every week we have a different candle that we light, and today we light the candle of hope. Yeah, so this is hope, and then really you can kind of decide whichever one's number two, but hope, peace, joy, love, I think is the order we do it. Pink is always joy. Mm-hmm. So it's the candle of hope. So it's, it's pretty exciting because if Advent means coming, Jesus coming means that we get to have hope. That's kind of interesting. Can you say that? Jesus coming means we can have hope. That was really quiet. Can we say that one more time again, all the people in the church? Jesus coming means that we can have hope. So I have a big question for you. When do we need hope? Somebody said always. Evangeline, when do you feel like you need hope? Do you want me to just use the other mic? Let me just use this other mic. Evangeline, when do you need hope? When in your life do you need to be hopeful about something? Not sure. Amy, when do you think you need to have hope? Eleanor, when do you need hope? When you feel sad, when you're sad, yeah. When you're in a dark room, in a dark place, when you're mad, yeah. When you're scared, so when something isn't going right. One of my favorite movies in the whole world is called A New Hope. It's a Star Wars movie, but those people needed hope. 
because there was this really dark guy named Darth Vader, and there was an emperor, and a whole, it was all darkness. And one of my favorite characters of all time, Princess Leia, she sends a message. And she says, does anybody remember what she says? Well, come on, let's all say it together. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope, right? We need hope. And we need hope when things aren't going well. So what's interesting, the, the, the reading that we read this morning says actually that we have a God that we can have hope in because he notices us. This is, what, this is a slightly different version than we read this morning, but it says, nobody's ears has ever, have ever heard of a God like you. Nobody's eyes has ever seen a God greater than you. No God but you acts for the good of those who trust in him. So back then, and even now, when people believe in all different gods, Isaiah said, God, you're this big God that you're great and up high, but you notice Sirsha, and you notice Judah, and Pax, and Evangeline, and Amy, and Eleanor, and Ariel, and Tor, and Sarah, and Samantha, and Jocelyn, and Dorothy, and Esther, and Drew, and Dave, and you too, buddy, you too, I'm so glad, you look so excited, like, please say my name, God notices us, God notices us, Nate, Nate and Kate, best rhyming couple name. God sees us so we can have hope because God notices us. He looks down on us and he sees us. So when you look around at the church today, one other thing I wanted to point out to you is we have candles that are purple. Judah said he wore his purple shirt today just like just happened. No, no, no. I said it was a cool purple shirt and you didn't mean to wear it. But it's hard to see in this dark color. But those cloths back there are actually purple. And I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but we change those cloths in different seasons of the year. Now, does anybody know the color purple is not just a really great book by Alice Walker? It's royal. Okay, you're going, you're way ahead of me. What else does it mean, buddy? It used to be extremely expensive. That's right. You guys are so smart. Yes. And purple, when we put purple up in church, it's actually a symbol of a season of something. Does anybody know? Yeah, Advent. We also put it up at another season too. Yes, Eleanor? We put it up in Lent before Easter. And it actually is a color that represents sadness or sorrow or thinking about things that are hard and advent is sort of like a little lent so wait a second if we're leading up to christmas and everywhere we go people are like christmas christmas buy this stuff it's awesome christmas 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 and we come here to the place where we're getting ready for jesus birth why would we enter into a season where we actually think about stuff that's sad or hard, or that we're sorry about? What do you think? Jesus died for us, so that's sort of sad. Yeah? What do you think, Nevea? Why would we deliberately think about things that are sad? You sing a Christmas song? So you're getting ready for something exciting then. Is that what you're saying? Am I saying, yeah, you sing a song about Santa. Yeah. 
you're practicing it. So you're getting ready. So why do you think? Why do you think we'd think about what grown-ups, why do you think we'd think? Christine. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that's a, there's some definite sadness in the story for sure. But I think when we're thinking about this season right now, you guys just told me when we need hope. When do we need hope? When things aren't going so well. And there's something very interesting about what sadness does. When we let sadness in. And that's why I wanted to talk about my friends from the movie Inside Out. Because I learned such a big lesson from this movie. And I wanted to show you a little... Oh, how do I get that to play? So I wanted to show you this little bit. I'm going to show you two parts from the movie. Now, can I click this and get this to play? Thank you. So I wanted to show you this part. So this guy here with the pink elephant, this is all supposed to be happening inside the mind of a little girl named Riley. And this pink elephant is her imaginary friend. And she's getting so big that she doesn't really talk about or think about her imaginary friend anymore. And they're inside Riley's mind, and they're getting ready to do away with these imaginary things that Riley used to think about because she's getting older. But they're on a mission to try and get back to headquarters. So this is the character Joy right here with the blue hair. This is Joy, and this is Sadness. My rocket! Wait, Riley and I were still using that rocket. We still have some song power left. Who was your friend who likes to play? Hey, hey, Mom, look at this. No! No, 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 I think there may be two videos at once playing right now, sound-wise. I'm not I'm sure. Sorry they took Maybe not? Riley no? can't be done with they me. They took something that you loved. It's gone. Forever. Sadness. That's okay. Don't make him feel worse. Hey, it's going to be okay. That's perfect. Thank you. We can you. fix this. We just need to get back to headquarters. Which way to the train station? I had a whole trip planned for us. <gasps> hey, who's ticklish, huh? Here comes the tickle monster. Hey, bing bong, look at this. Oh, here's a fun game. You point to the train station and we all go there. Won't that be fun? Come on, let's go to the train station. I'm sorry they took your rocket. They took something that you loved. It's gone forever. Sadness, don't make him feel worse. Sorry. It's all I had left of Riley. I bet you and Riley had great adventures. Oh, they were wonderful. Once we flew back in time, we had breakfast twice that day. Sadness! It sounds amazing. I bet Riley liked it. Oh, she did. We were best friends. Yeah, it's sad. He cries candy. <laughs> 
Come on. The train station is this way. How did you do that? I don't know. I mean, he was sad, so I listened to what... Hey! There's the train! you love that? These facts and opinions look so similar. Ah, oh, happens all the time. Um, so what happened there? What was Joy trying to do? What was Joy trying to do? Yeah, right, Ariel, she was going, ah, tickle, tickle, ah, right? Ah. But then what happened when, when sadness came? What did, what, was sad, what did sadness do, Nori? Sadness actually helped Bing Bong feel better. She validated his feelings. What's a, what does validate mean? What do you think, so? Don't worry, that's all right. Yeah, good definition. Awesome. You guys are so smart. So sadness kind of made room for that, right? She said, that was really sad. Have you guys ever had that happen to you where you're really sad about something and somebody listened to you and even though they didn't actually really do anything or give you a solution, it just felt better because they just listened to you? So it's interesting because this is one of the things that the grown-ups in our church are learning about right now in our Emotionally Healthy course where we're learning we actually have to listen to our feelings. Oh, do you have something you wanted to say too, yeah? Oh, good. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Whoa. And it sounds like you had a lot of big feelings about that. Yeah. Yeah. You had to get buckled in. I know a lot of people in my family that had a lot of feelings about getting buckled into things too. So we all go through really hard times, right? We all have big feelings. We all have big feelings about a lot of things. And so what's interesting is that as a church, we actually have a season right now where part of the way that we're getting ready for Christmas is we're actually making room to think about things that are sad in the world or in our lives, things that aren't quite right yet, things that we want to have hope about. Because sometimes we go through really hard things. Has there been any hard things that have happened in your family in the last little while? Yeah. Yeah. Are there any hard things that you feel comfortable sharing about? Anything that went wrong? Yeah, Nori? Yeah, Nori broke her hand this week, broke her finger this week. Sarah and Samantha, I saw your dad has a, a thing on his foot. I heard Annie got hurt too. 
Has anybody else had something tough happen? Go on. I think everybody has tough days, right? Things that don't go the way. Amy, what was your hard thing that happened? You have a cold. Yeah, you were sick this week. That's hard. And we all go through hard times, and God knows about that. And in our reading today, it even talked about that. It said, Lord, you're our father. We're the clay, and you're the potter, and your hands made all of us. So just a second. I'm going to give you all a piece of invisible clay. Get ready to catch. Ready? Okay. Sirsha, catch. Your invisible clay. Judah, do you want some invisible clay? Okay. Okay, ready? Coming at you. Okay, catch. Okay, start molding your clay. Mold it. Okay, ready? Two for you. Ariel, I'm going to roll a piece of invisible clay to you. Whatever you want, just start rolling it. Get that clay ready. If you're a potter, okay, ready? Coming at you. Okay, ready? Invisible clay. I'm going to throw it to you up high. Your mom can help you catch it. Thank you. Okay, ready? Invisible ball of clay coming at you. And one for you if you want it. You don't have to have it. It's invisible. It will never know if you take it or not. So everybody in the audience, multiple balls of invisible clay coming at all of you right now. Go. So start molding your clay. Let's just do that for a second. What does that look like? So if you're going to start molding your clay, are you, are you squishing it? Okay. Are you being gentle with that clay? Do you have to be gentle with clay right now? What do you, how are you with clay? How do you have to be with clay? Gentle and fast at the same time. So while you're using your invisible clay, I actually brought you a video of a potter. This guy is mixing clay together. And I'm going to get Miss Kim to pay it, play it for us. And he's going to mix together two different kinds of clay. So you can keep playing with your clay or you can pretend to do what he's doing. It's pretty interesting. Watch what it looks like for a potter to get some clay ready. We can have sound if you want. If we'd have it. Yeah. He is the potter and we are the clay. Yeah, there it is. Oh, he's not done yet. Keep going. He's going to keep going. Because there's still stuff that needs to be mixed in there. Yeah, there we go. Wham! Okay. Be careful. If you start using your invisible clay that way, don't hit anybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is 10 doublings. That's 10 doublings. He's showing us. This is called doubling clay. But look what happens. He's so good at it. He doesn't hesitate. He's not worried about it. He knows just what he's doing. I think it would be hard to practice. I think he's been doing it for a really long time. But I want you to listen. He's got 15. I think he's going to do it for a little more. So he said all the little lines and all the marks that were there at first, they're going away. So he's just, whoa. Anybody feel like that lately? That this is the clay that you are? Anybody feel like you've been slammed over and over and over and over? Yeah, I see you, Birdas. Yeah, I see you, Lagors. I see you guys. Yeah, but listen to what he says at the very end. Listen to what he says at the very end. Pretty fast, huh? Gentle and fast, right, Pax?
So only three minutes. Look. And that's 30 doublings. And that's it. So now, look what he says. Look inside this. No matter where you look on the piece, the clay is uniform in every way. And that includes moisture content. I found that it was much easier to wedge 12 or even 15 pounds of clay this way than to wedge small quantities. So what you can do is wedge four pots. We do it like this. We cut them apart like this. We remember the same rule. This was on the was on the wedging table. So we make it into a cylinder, keeping your hands on the top or bottom. And now watch. There's another pot. He just can do four pots, just like that. Boom, 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 boom. Those are going to be pots. But then, listen, he says something about the clay at the very end I but thought was so interesting. Is the loss of cracking. Once you start wedging this way, you stop having losses. He says the most startling, the most astounding thing when you treat your clay this way is the loss of cracking. Once you start wedging your clay this way, so you pound it and pound it and pound it so that there's not one air bubble, so there's not one thing left in it, when it gets put in the fire, you don't lose any of the pieces. So, I was, exactly. So I'm thinking, does this have something to do with this verse? So this Bible verse that says, we can have joy even when we suffer. Because it says even when we go through really hard times, we feel like we're getting pounded and pounded and pounded. It says we go through a hard time, but then actually the hard time helps us have strength to go on. It makes us stronger. It says the strength to go on makes character. Character means your own unique person, your uniqueness, your strength, and your ability and your desire to be a good person. And it says, can somebody, can I have some readers? Can you look there where it says character produces hope? Judah, will you read into the microphone for me after the first purple hope? No, you don't want to? Okay, can you read that for me, Nori? And hope will never bring us shame. That's because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the, through the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. Yeah. So, you know, we can have hope because there are, even in the hard times, we have friends that come and help us that show us God's love. We have a church we can come to. We can be quiet and still and feel the presence of God coming into our heart right now. We can come into a beautiful church like this after a really hard week and see our friends and family. And God can give us hope. But there is something about Advent. A writer who I like named Sarah Bessie, and if you guys would like more um, resources for celebrating Advent, I believe this is in your bulletin, this link. She has a link on her website, and it's got some really wonderful Advent resources. But she says, is, if Christmas is for the joy, Advent's for the longing right? The hoping, the wishing, things aren't right yet. We can all feel it when we turn on the news in our own lives, the people around us that are in pain, we know that. But come on, people. You can't have Return of the Jedi without Empire Strikes Back. You can't have the 
Christmas morning without Advent. And the reason we have Advent and we let the sadness in and we think about things that aren't quite right is because when Christmas comes, then we feel that big joy way bigger. When Jesus comes, when we celebrate his coming, we think, oh, yeah, this is why he's came. And we remember it's not just all about getting a whole bunch of presents or trying to have a really busy thing or doing way too many concerts. You know, it's we remember what it's about. So in the movie Inside Out, I'm going to show you one more clip. And what happens to this character in this movie is that her family has moved to a new town and she has so many big feelings about this and she's always been a really happy kid. But she's just not happy. She's not doing very well. And she gets so upset that she actually decides that she just needs to try and run away because she doesn't know what to do. But all the feelings are starting to get shut down. And what they realize is the hero is actually sadness. And so finally, Joy stops trying to distract everybody. And they let sadness come in. And this is what happens. So we're, let's watch here. Sorry, super duper spoiler alert, but it's still worth watching. Up until now, sadness hasn't been allowed to touch any of the memories. Joy has been protecting them. These are the super special memories. Don't be mad. 
are not mad. You know what? I miss Minnesota too. I miss the woods where we took hikes. And the backyard where you used to play. Spring Lake, where you learned to skate. Come here. doesn't have memories anymore that are just one color. What do you think that's about? Yeah. Okay. Most of them are mixed. Why do you think she got a mixed memory there? What was the swirly? It wasn't just happy and or sad anymore. It was happy and sad. And Advent is like those swirly memories. It's happy and it's sad. Yeah, what does that make you think of? Yeah. Yes. So Nevaeh said, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm sad, sometimes I cry, sometimes my mom puts me in timeout. I'm me too. Not my mom doesn't put me in timeout anymore, but sometimes I put myself in timeout because I'm a mom. And you know what, Nevaeh, when I saw this movie, I, I, I mean, I'll tell everybody this story, but I actually had a, some really big feelings about it because before we went to the movie, my kids love to dress up in costumes. They have a cousin that dresses up in costumes and they all dressed up in these costumes. And Eleanor decided, she, Eleanor gave me permission to tell this story, by the way. Eleanor decided she wanted to be sadness. And that, oh, sadness, oh, oh, thank you, thank you, sadness, you're the hero. And she dressed up in this costume, and that year that the movie came out, Eleanor had had such a hard year. There was a boy at her school who really picked on her, and he was so mean to her. And Eleanor had had so many days where she'd cried that year, and she said to me, Mom, don't call me Eleanor today. Call me Sadness. I'm dressed up as Sadness. And I said to her on the way to the movie, I can't, honey, I can't call you Sadness. I'm so sorry. Like... 
you just have had such a hard year. I just, I don't want to call you sadness. And so you can imagine my response to this film. I apologize to her. And Eleanor, who was dressed up, oh, sorry, and Pax was anger. And Sophia dressed up as disgust, who's one of the other memories who's there. But it's so funny, it never stuck. Everybody keeps thinking she was dressed up as joy. Poor joy kept falling down. She has a joy figure here, because Sophia is very joyful. But afterwards, I said to Eleanor, I'm so sorry. I said, your sadness has been so important to you this year. Sadness really saved the day, didn't it? Sadness saved the day. And she said, yeah. So I said, I'll call you whatever you want. Because sadness really saved the day. So Advent is like that. Advent is happy and sad all mixed up. But the wonderful thing about Advent is we know that Jesus came. We know he came to earth we know he's our hope right now, and we know that he's our hope that's coming. Did you want to say something, Evangeline? No, I don't have any more clips, but I do have one more thing for you to do. I'd like you to get with a partner, please, somebody that you feel like you're good, that you can talk to your partner, okay? And if that feels like you need to go back to your mom or dad, that's okay. But if you can find a partner that you can talk to, that's a good partner to talk to, Pax, you can go with your dad or if you want to, and Everybody in the whole church, if you can find a good partner to talk to, that would be great. But what I'd like you to do for just a second is to take a minute and talk to your partner about something that's actually kind of sad or hard for you right now. That you feel like you sort of need some hope this Advent. Something that you could really use your hope for. And then if you're comfortable with it, Maybe just take a minute to say a short prayer for each other. It can be really short. I have a really good prayer here that the Apostle Paul wrote, and I'll pray it for everybody in a minute. But it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then... It is a different letter than that. And we're actually going to have communion all together too, which is a big sign of hope. So we're just going to, I'm just going to get you to do that for just a very short time, okay? So just take a minute and share one thing. And so if one person shared but the other person hasn't, go ahead and take a turn to make sure that both people have shared. And then just a short prayer for each other. 
a short prayer. And then I'm going to ask Papa Gordy to come and lead us in communion. Pastor Gordy, Mr. Gordy, Gordy too, whatever you call him. So let me just pray for all of you as you're just finishing up and as we head into communion, this prayer. So take a minute and just try and take this in if you can. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Joanna. So I'm going to get you all to go back to your parents or caregivers today, if you could, just to prepare for communion.